0: This is HR in Review, a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice and all the latest developments in human resource management.
1: Welcome to another episode of the HR in Review pod. I'm your guest host today, Bill Bannam, and in this episode, we're going to hear from Naysan Farouzman, Global Head of Coaching over at Holt EF Corporate Education and speaker at the upcoming Disrupt HR London Summit happening September 25th. Naysan has over 20 years' experience of working with senior leaders across a wide range of public and private sectors. He says that he is inspired and intrigued by the influencing factors around why people do things the way they do them within their specific context. As VP and Global Head of Coaching at Holt EF, Naysan and his team support the implementation of individual and team based coaching to clients all around the world. He works with leaders in a very practical way using his background in coaching, facilitation, assessment and psychology to allow people he works with to try new techniques and gain in-person confidence to do things with greater skill. Nathan it's my pleasure to welcome you to the HR in Review podcast today. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here, Bill. So beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you start by taking a minute or two and uh, telling our listeners all about yourself. Don't tell them too much about Holt ef just yet, we'll get into that shortly, but let, let's learn a bit about you first.
2: I'm the uh, Global Head of Coaching at HALT-EF and my background is in occupational psychology. I'm a chartered psychologist and for the best part of the last 20 years um, I've been working as a consultant in leadership development specialising in behaviour change. I became a coach myself about uh, 12 years ago um, and have been working with organizations around the world, either in a leadership development or coaching capacity uh, in various consultancies. But for the last seven years, I've been working um, at our Ashridge office um, as part of HALTIF.
0: This edition of HR in Review is a special guest episode brought to you in partnership with our friends at the North American-based HR Chat Podcast. A podcast focused on interviews with HR, talent and tech experts.
1: The mission of Holt ef Corporate Education is as follows. To create change makers by transforming the way they communicate, perform and lead. Sounds pretty good to me. Tell us more, time
2: well, we know that the the world is going through unprecedented change, and if what we've seen through the pandemic is that uh, human beings have the incredible capacity to adapt to their environment, but what we've noticed um, is that, despite organisations and individuals' intentions to make positive and proactive changes to themselves and to the way that they function and operate. Um, Individuals, teams and organisations often struggle to figure out what the most effective way to do that is. And as an organisation, we help uh, both individuals as well as their teams to be able to make those adaptations and changes to be able to meet the future challenges uh, head on. We operate that uh, a linguistic and communications uh, perspective, as well as leadership, development, organisational change. Um, as well as uh, individual and team-based coaching perspectives. And this is so that we can meet the client where they are at, but also to help them to navigate what they might need to do more of and differently in order to be most successful
1: in a sustainable way. Now that as part of my homework, I was all over your LinkedIn Uh, getting a sense of what you're talking about recently there. And in a post from earlier in 2023, you write the following, building resilience among senior executives is a global imperative. Countless think pieces talk about how it's a key characteristic and predictor of success for high-performing leaders. It's also one of the most common reasons people seek coaching, as people look for support in building their stress tolerance. But is there a point at which resilience can become toxic. I explore this in a new article for HR magazine. Tell us more about the article and tell us more about how resilience can become toxic.
2: So this is um, an emerging area of um, exploration and insight, not just for us, but for some of our coaches, um, one of whom I'd like to reference specifically, Samreen McGregor, who recently authored a, a book on the subject. And together we've explored um, what are some of the behaviors, uh, attitudes and consequences of leaders who, on the face of it, are role modeling um, the right sets of behaviors and skills that ensure that the people around them are resilient and are able to adapt to what's going on within their working lives, to be able to strike the balance most effectively so that they can perform at their best who can enjoy the full spectrum of what's expected of them, not only in their role, but also as as individuals who have a life outside of work. But the toxic element of it comes about when, despite all of the best intentions and the right things that we hear from our leaders, that those leaders themselves then don't do the things that they espouse. So what we've noticed is that there are many out there who are encouraging their members of staff to um, if they're struggling to seek support if they're overwhelmed with work to find somebody who can help lighten the load where they don't have to have the answer to everything and actually getting things wrong is okay, but then they themselves as leaders are not then doing the same thing, and this toxic resilience comes about where they uh, these leaders demonstrates certain characteristics which others notice and the crux of uh, of the work that we've been doing is looking at um how members of the teams are more likely to actually emulate what leaders do just as much as what they say so for example if you've got a leader who um, feels like if they just give that final push towards the end that last stretch mentality where Actually, those few weeks of late nights to get that really big project done um, is the thing that they do in order to be successful. What you end up role modeling then is actually it pays to stay up late, to work tirelessly. And the road to success is actually to, to all intents and purposes, burn yourself out. Um, And what we're trying to do is to help leaders to notice when they're doing that thing, which is to not set the right example. Um, The sort of uh, superhero mentality um, is not going to be the thing that makes others resilient or uh, better leaders in the future.
0: Why not subscribe to the premium version of HR in Review? You'll get ad-free content, early and extra episodes and more. Even better, although it's the premium edition, it's absolutely free. Sign up at hrreview.co.uk slash podcast.
1: Okay, where do you stand on just as a follow up to that? Where do you stand on packing more hours into the day if it means you can have day number five off? Uh, we've seen uh, very successful uh, experiments in the UK and in other countries now, such as Canada, where uh, they are looking to try to move to a four day work week. Um, not increasing the hours, but um if you've got to get stuff done, perhaps you do need to do a little bit more here and there on a Tuesday and a Wednesday to make sure you get your Fridays off. Where, where do you stand on that?
2: So this is a a question around what is effective leadership as much as what is effective working practices. Um, And what we're looking into is actually how can leaders not only set the best example, but also how can they work more effectively themselves? That there are other means by which people can work collaboratively. Um, and seek support from others so that collectively they can achieve the work in the time that's required or accomplish the outcomes in a way which isn't detrimental to people's emotions um, and physiological well-being. Because what we see is that if we're constantly pushing ourselves beyond what we feel is reasonable for others, Um, but doing it ourselves is that we leave ourselves with uh, an emotional and psychological deficit. Um, So in parts of the world where they are moving to four day weeks, um, it does require for people to think smarter and not work harder. You know, it's it's quite cliche, but it means a lot. It's quite uh, accurate in its description. And so where coaching comes in very helpfully is getting people to think differently it's helping individuals and teams to plan for today in order to be more effective tomorrow
1: in a post on the Holt ef blog nason you suggest that there's a lack of clarity as to what makes for exceptional coaching and you go on to offer some key measures to ensure one chooses a coach or coaching team that will make a genuine difference to their performance can you share some of those measures with us now
2: yeah, absolutely. And and this comes about because there is a lot of confusion out in the market around what constitutes as a professional coach. And I don't doubt that there's lots of people out there who are very skilled at coaching. Um, but when you're looking at uh, people's well-being and psychological safety, it does help if the person that's coaching you has had training um, and is operating at a level and quality where they're going to enable you to be better than you were before um, and not causing necessarily some harm or damage in the process. And so for us um, as a, uh, an organization that provides coaching qualifications through the Asher Centre for Coaching, um, it's important that the coaches that work with us are able to meet those standards, uh, both in terms of quality, but also codes of ethics checks and balances that organizations can put out there in order to make sure they're selecting coaches effectively are do they have a recognized and reputable qualification first and foremost and is it at a level which makes them suitable for the level at which they're coaching so the higher the risk and the higher the stakes within an organization it's better to have a coach that has a a stronger clearer more robust qualification Um, But the coach themselves is supported in their development. So they take continued professional development seriously. They're tuned into what's going on in the world um, and are learning methods and techniques that help them to be able to coach people who are affected by those things that are happening in the world. Um, And also that the coach themselves has uh, a qualified coach supervisor that they work with on a regular basis. So all of our coaches, for example, have coaching supervision. Um, throughout the year, either on a one-to-one basis or a group basis. Um, and this is to look after their mental health, their well-being, but also it's an opportunity for them to continue to learn, both from the supervisor but also from other coaches. Um, and it helps to enrich and ensure the quality of what they're delivering uh, as professional coaches is the best it can possibly be. Um, and all of this is essentially to ensure that the coaching that people receive is impactful and long-lasting
0: if you have any comments on the hr and review podcast would like to suggest a topic or speaker or provide other feedback you can contact us using the email podcast at hrreview.co.uk we look forward to hearing from you
1: Nathan, you and i are going to get to hang out in person on september 25th uh, at the undergraduate Holt uh, College. You're speaking at Disrupt HR London. Uh, You're one of our 14-ish speakers. Thank you again for agreeing to do that. Um, We will go through your deck and whatnot and make sure that you're comfortable ahead of time. Everybody's always saying to me, Bill, uh, really? Only five minutes for 20 slides? That's ridiculous. But it it, it all works out and it's all fun. Trust me. Um, And your session is going to be focused around unleashing Talent through coaching. Can you tell our listeners a bit about the session and what attendees can expect to learn?
2: Yes, absolutely. Very much looking forward to it. Five minutes is definitely a challenge. Um, but the the session is like you say, it's focused on um, looking at what is uh, our perception of talent and ultimately, why are we wanting to unleash it? um what are the uh, the benefits and risks? that are associated with identifying talents, because there there are some risks associated uh, with doing that. Um, But ultimately, how can coaching be one of the means by which not only can those talented individuals uh, be able to thrive and really explore what they're capable of doing, but also to ensure that organisations can make most use and uh, support those individuals As their career progresses,
1: rock and roll. I'm looking forward to the session. Actually, listeners, there are going to be a bunch of talks from a bunch of folks who work uh, in and around Holt. Because this is a special uh, disrupt HR London. It's disrupt HR London 18.0, and it's uh, exclusively in partnership with Holt EF and Holt International Business School. Um, They are awesome to work with. They do loads of cool things. Please do check them out. Uh, Okay, a couple of questions for you now, now, Nathan, that we ask of all of our guests on the HR in Review pod. And the first one goes as follows. If you could pass on one crucial lesson that you've learned in your career in one minute or less, what would be your top tip for HR pros and leaders? The one thing that's always really stood out for me
2: is what I notice in my reaction to feedback. Um, And what I've learned over the years is to take the time to acknowledge it without reacting to it. Really hard to do, but um, there's often insight in what people notice. And in my reflection on, I wonder what led them to have that conversation, good or bad, um, that I can learn from. And it's a difficult thing to do, but allowing myself to think what's behind that.
0: Follow us on Twitter at HR Review, or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook.
1: And that was in one minute or less. Good work, Nathan. Good work. Okay, the next question. uh, The answer can be longer, if you'd like. Uh, The question is as follows. And again, this is one that we ask of all of our guests. And then we we take these answers from time to time and we create special clip shows and such. Um, And the question goes as follows. What is the single biggest change that you think will happen in HR and leadership over the next five to 10 years? I'm noticing a lot of shifts um, within
2: leadership development, learning and coaching, um, specifically with the use of AI, uh, with technology uh, and what's driving that as well, um, which I'm seeing a lot of uh, demand placed on organisations by individuals wanting to have greater flexibility, not only in how they're employed, where they're employed, but also what they have access to and when. and. I don't see these things as being uh, independent of one another. Um, I think that the, the requirement for talent, any member of staff seeking a, an organisation that w- that's willing to accommodate their personal needs and how they live their life, where they're able to work and how how effectively they're able to work, needs to be accompanied by learning providers and HR and learning and development professionals ability to accommodate learning in those formats as well. Um, And so I'm seeing uh, people wanting access to learning materials, um, access to uh, learning new skills in ways which fit in with their lives. Um, And I think that the more traditional methods of learning uh, are coming under a lot of scrutiny, a lot of challenge. Um, where they're not able to adapt quickly
1: enough to accommodate those needs and just finally for today i can't believe this conversation is going to an end already but just finally for today we'll definitely find a way to get you back on again soon though uh how can our listeners connect with you so maybe that's email linkedin i bet you're super cool and all over tiktok and what's it called as of yesterday as we record this x now it's no longer called twitter and of course how can they learn more about all the cool things happening over at Holt EF Corporate Education.
2: Very broadly speaking, uh, you can find information at haltef.com. Uh, if you'd like to look at the coaching pages, uh, it's very simply just haltef.com forward slash coaching. Um, I'm on LinkedIn uh, and I am on all, all most other social media as well. So Nasan F uh, is usually my uh, my identifier. Um, but my, my email, quite simply, is naysanfirouzmand
1: at com. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Naysan, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the HR in Review pod. Thank you very much. It's been great talking to you, Bill.
0: The HR in Review podcast is brought to you by hrreview.co.uk hrreview.co.uk is a website dedicated to human resources and related professionals. News items are posted daily together with analysis looking in-depth at topical HR issues. You can sign up for our range of specialist newsletters at hrreview.co.uk slash sign up and follow us on Twitter at HRReview or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you for listening.